Hello you. Today on the podcast I'm talking about how you already know your human design. And what's making me say that? Well, I've talked to a lot of clients now and quite often as I'm sharing their design with them, what I'm finding is they're looking at me like, why are you sharing this? I kind of already know. There's a real sense of familiarity with it. So you might wonder then, if you kind of already know, what's the point in finding out? Why don't you just carry on without me telling you more about your design? Well, of course, as humans, we we all know stuff, right? We know really that perhaps our eating habits aren't quite where we want them to be. Perhaps our posture's not great when we're sat at our desk, But quite often what we need is that pointing out to us. We need things to be brought to our awareness. What happens when we have something brought to our awareness from a behavioural point of view is we start to make some decisions about is that how I want to be or do I need to do something about it? And we can make changes when we're aware of something. So if I'm working at my desk and my husband comes in and says, oh, you look really slumped today, then of course I'm going to spend the rest of the day sitting upright, getting really aligned with my posture, making sure that I'm not, you know, rounding my neck or whatever it is. So it's that awareness. And human design can do the same for us. Um, I'll give you an example. So I'm a sacral generator. That means that I use my sacral to make decisions. It tells me yes or no. Now I can reflect on my journey before human design and after knowing my human design. So if I kind of look back, I can see that for all of the years leading to whenever my sacral was telling me yes or no, it was saying yes respond to this and often I'd be sat quiet instead I'd be ignoring that feeling and I'd be ignoring it suppressing it thinking I'm not good enough to speak up right now I'm not good enough to take this job I don't deserve this and all of those imposter feelings coming up and fear And I've also had lots of occasions where my sacral's been saying, no, no, don't do it. And it's such a strong feeling in my whole body, really saying no. And those things I've gone ahead with because of maybe people pleasing, obligation, again, fear, thinking, what if this opportunity doesn't come round again? What if this is all there is? What if this is what I need to take? So... In both cases, whether I've had yeses or nos, I've often suppressed and ignored that bodily feeling. And of course, then, now that I know my human design and I'm aware of this sacral response, I can't help but take notice of it. So it's been brought to my awareness and I'm now very aware of it. Noticing the yeses, And sometimes they're quite scary yeses. And 
I'm really trusting, leaning in now to saying, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead with it because my body knows it's the right thing to do. And I'm also listening to the no's. So if my body says no, it means I don't have the energy for it. So even if logically it feels like the right thing to do, in my head, I've got all the thinking going on, I've got my ego going on. But if my body's saying no, then I don't do it. So that's just one of the changes that I've made through having the awareness. So if we can make great changes when we know about something, what stops us finding out about everything, right? Going and getting our posture checked out and getting our eating habits checked out and our physical fitness. Well, of course, it can be busyness. It can be like not knowing what we don't know. I mean, who's even heard of human design? Why would you go and check that out? And it could be fear. Again, fear crops up so often for most of us. But, you know, will it will it be a good thing that I find out? Or will I will I hate the profile that I find out? And by the way, there are no bad ones. They're all beautiful. Um, you know, and that's that might be why we don't go and get our eating habits checked out because somebody's going to say, wait, you're eating really badly. You need to change something here. And change is hard. But when we have found out that we need to change something, we quite often, we want to, but it's a hard thing. So we've kind of got a job to do. And so sometimes that is what keeps us from finding out. But as I said, your design, if you if you come and find that out, your design will likely feel really familiar, whether or not you're living in alignment with it. But so what? So you've got this familiarity and it's been brought to your awareness. Well, what can you really do with that next? What's the next step once you know your design? And this is a question that a lot of people come to me like, what's the point? (laughs) We've all had profiles done, probably, I'm guessing. I mean, I do. I've done in the past a lot of disc profiling. You've probably done your Myers-Briggs. What's the point? Quite often we know it. We don't really use it. Maybe it's something interesting to look at and then it goes in a drawer. So what's the point in finding out? Well, I'm just going to share three key things. I mean, there's loads, but share three that I think you can really get from understanding your design and knowing about it, having it brought to your awareness. The first is the gifts in it. So within each of our uh, gates and our centres, and, you know, I can come back onto gates and centres, but within each of those, and there's plenty in your chart, um, there is a gift. Now, often we, we, might, we might sort of know our strengths, we might know what we like and what we don't like. What human design does is gives you a really clear set of gifts. Now, it also, on the flip side of that, which is the second thing really I want to share, is the shadows. So gifts and shadows are obviously two sides of the same coin. Now, I'll come back onto gifts, but the shadows are, well, they're going to be familiar, aren't they? This is where we often, <laughs> we put our focus um, on the things that we don't like. But we'll focus on the things about ourselves that we don't like the most and we want to change. Now, 
with human design, what we get is to be really specific about where those shadows are, where they're coming from. Why is this important? Well, it helps us to identify where they are and what the gift side of that shadow is. So what we can transform it into. So there's a path of action. There's something that we can do with that shadow. And and by the way, it's not suppressing it because that's never going to work. So for example, I have gate 56 is my um, personality sun gate. That's my brightest, biggest gate. Gate 56 is all about, it's all about storytelling. Now that came as no surprise to me um, and might not come as a surprise to you, but all about the storytelling and enrichment is the gift. So enriching my life, but also enriching others, enriching what is around me. The shadow is distraction. Now I am very easily distracted, as you might know, and the, uh, what the awareness, what the awareness of this allows me to do is to really notice when I'm distracted because I've had this pointed out to me. It's been brought to my awareness that distraction is one of my shadows. And because enrichment can actually come from being distracted, um, for example, I'm in the garden, I'm distracted by flowers by nature there's huge amount of enrichment in that however there's also distraction that can be uh, unhealthy so I don't know, let's say for example scrolling I can get distracted by scrolling and feel really uncomfortable um I'm I know that I'm wasting time. I know I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm probably getting triggered. I'm just really not enjoying that, being distracted. It's, oh, I can feel it now. It's really uncomfortable. The distraction of, of being in nature, as the other example, is just, I mean, it's peaceful. It is enriching. It's enlivening. It's uplifting. So there's a real opportunity here to kind of notice the the shadow state and notice whether that is healthy or unhealthy and you can see from that example hopefully how you know you can kind of go from one to the other just through that awareness and what okay I'm distracted is it healthy or unhealthy distraction because if it's healthy that's probably going into enriching me I might be able to storytell and enrich others. So that's really positive. Or I can I can pause and I can move into something else. And of course, having that awareness, knowing where it's coming from, I can be like, ah, that's just my gate 56. It's just distraction. I'm going to move out of it. Now, of course, that's a part of me. And I mean, I talk to clients about this all the time, but when when we push parts of us away, we're becoming more and more disjointed. So I always encourage uh, people to embrace those parts and really pull them in as if they're just a, a part of us that needs healing and looking after and nourishing and nurturing and to really 
um, encourage it back in rather than suppressing it, rather than shoving it away and becoming, you know, disjointed. So we get to do the shadow work, but in a way that is, it's measured, it's specific, and we have a real map for it because we're following the charts. We're looking at where those shadows are. We're being specific about them. We're embracing them. We're, you know, knowing them. And then we're turning them into the gifts. And what we're really encouraged to do within human design is to, yes, notice the shadows, of course, but maybe only spend 10 or 20% of our time there and actually be focusing on the gifts. So the gifts in your charts, whether you own them or not right now, really take ownership and go, oh, do you know what? Yes, I've got that in my chart. So I am going to take that. I am going to own that gift of enrichment. I'm going to lean into it. And again, by placing awareness on the gifts, on the positive states of those gates, then we will be living those gifts more often. So we will be giving those to the world and to ourselves. All just through bringing awareness to them. So those were the first two things. And the third thing is trust. Now, trust has become a a very big part for me of knowing my human design. I don't think I've ever had the level of self-trust that I do now, just through leaning into really being me and how I'm designed to be. And you might already know that trust is my word of the year. This is a big part of the reason for it. So you've already heard me talk about my sacral, how my relationship with that has changed from suppressing it, ignoring it, right through now to embracing it, listening to it, asking it questions and going with what it's telling me. So the more that I can do that, the more that I build my trust in my body and building my trust in my gifts and I'm building my trust in the other areas of my body as well. So the other centres, you might call them chakras. What's my energy like in those places? What do I need to pay attention to? Building my trust in all of those areas. So that's the third thing that I think that you get from knowing your human design, being aware of it, is learning to deeply trust in your body and your design. So yes, you already know your design deep down, what you get from bringing it up to your awareness is that useful, specific journey of understanding the shadows, where they come from, how you can transform them, the gifts that you get, how to focus on them and really lean in, and the trust that you get in your body and in yourself. So that was my share for today. I really hope that's been useful and interesting for you. As always, I would love to know if you have any questions or comments. So please do comment if you can on my Substack. You can email me through my website or you can message me on my Instagram. I'm there sometimes. I'm at Sarah Linus. You can find me there. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review it where you listen to your podcasts. And of course, share it with friends. I've loved recording this for you today. I hope you've enjoyed it and I will be back here very soon.